Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Jay, and like always, we're going to get started with a prayer and a scripture. We're going to be coming out of Proverbs 4 and 23 tonight, and it's going to say, uh, and it reads, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So make sure there's nothing rooted in your heart that is of sin or of of grudge of of all kind of things that can bring disobedience of God. You have to make sure that you kind of do a heart cleanse. Make sure you do a detox of some sort of your heart and make sure that you start forgiving because that will clear your heart. Forgiving is a big key of, of really healing the heart strings of the past trauma and current trauma. Amen. Amen. Dear Father God, we just thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we just ask you to come into the room. Let something be said tonight to be able to bring people to you, God. God, bring some revelation, bring some new wisdom, bring some insight, bring some testimony, bring bring you, Lord, to be in the midst of the room, God. God, we ask you to let us be able to touch the un, uh, untouchable, reach the unreachable, teach the unteachable, God, as we expand the territory of anointed radio, God. God, we ask you to touch every listener under the sound of my voice from the top of, the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Give them prosperity. Give them some hope. Give them some joy. Give them a breakthrough. Give them the word they've been waiting for, God. Let them be able to understand that you are there and that no matter what happens their way, no matter what the doctors say, no matter what the banks say, no matter what happens that comes their way, that you will make a way out of no way. And we say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Uh, Cletus did not want to turn off the music. Amen. Amen. This is Pastor Jalen. Like always, you can catch me at Anointed Jalen on Instagram and Twitter. And you could be able to um you could be able to follow all my social media tags at um LV Anoint. Oh. You can follow Anointed Radio at LV Anointed Radio on all social media platforms. You can follow me at Anointed Jaylon on Instagram and Twitter, um, Jay Calhoun for Facebook, and follow my new uh, all my singles out there. Jesus, you make me happy. Renew my praise and wake up blessed. And I'm actually working. Last night came out the studio, even though I'm not feeling well. So pray for the strength tonight. Amen. That's why I've kind of been stumbling. Um, but have some great music in the working, got some great music that's coming. Um, there's some great stuff that's going to be coming from the Pastor J Camp. So definitely stay tuned and you're going to see some great things. I'm even going to have another uh, uh, Goss EDM song coming out soon, too. It was supposed to come for Valentine's Day. Had a little pushback because my engineer got COVID. So um, praise God he made it through. But it's still going to come. Hallelujah. Because we got to keep this gospel EDM train on the road. I might have made a new road to have other people follow. Hallelujah. Amen. So with that being said, we have Mr. D.W. Let me take myself on off of mute. What is going on, everybody out there? It is your boy, D.W. Of course, you can catch me every Monday at 7 p.m. And you can follow me at the D.W. Experience on all social media platforms. As I always say, Pastor Jay, thank you for this opportunity and, and for getting yeah. me out there. And you know what? I am looking forward to tonight's interview. So let's rock. Amen. And then to, um, for all in the absence of any of my co-hosts, we have Chris Johnson out of Chicago, um, where you can follow him at all social media platforms at SingChrisJ um, or go to SingChrisJ.com. We have the legendary 
famous Las Vegas auntie, aka the love child, Dr. Marvinetta Clay, here in Las Vegas, where you could be able to follow her at drmarvinettaclay.com or follow her at Clay Marvinetta, all social media platforms. We got Chiquita Andrews, who is a Las Vegas book writer that's about to come out and break some real bridges and gaps out there for her story. Whereas, um, was it trained to be broken? but became unbroken. So, you know, definitely go get her book and support her and all the good love. Um, yeah. Shout out to Miss Shantae out there, amazing soloist out there. That is our marketing manager here. She always said, I'll be forgetting her. So I'm going to go ahead and put her in the shout out and see. So she, I don't have to get that text message or phone call tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, and um, yeah, make sure you follow us on Sundays where DW gives Bible study on Clubhouse. If you're tired of the, the average gossip and all kind of foolishness, and we're supposed to be representing the body of Christ, well, come to DW's room where he does Bible study and learn some tools you could take for the week. Amen. So got that plug in and there. And now we have Miss Melissa in the room, everybody. Hello. I'm so happy to be with you all on Welcome. PST, PST time, and I'm EST. You know, a lot of people do the, uh, do that struggle with us, with the EST, but it's still, you guys still haven't topped uh, Juanita Francis out of London, where literally it is like three o'clock in the morning. Oh, and she was up for the call. Look at God. Man, hallelujah. And, that, and was preaching. Oh, I ain't got no word at 3 a.m. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. <laughs> my word, Amen. my word got a limit about midnight. That's what I shut it down. So, so I'm gonna have to ask this. So we're gonna yes. go into the topic. Okay. It was a big topic, and it's gonna overspill into the anointed radio show because okay. I keep seeing it resonate and it and it say thanks to Mr. DW up there because he brought it out and see Larry Reed talking about it. So we're gonna talk about it a little bit. Okay. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit, y'all. I'm right. nervous. Okay. Amen. So how do you, what do you think can really solve the church hurt situation? <sighs> okay. I don't want to come off as, you know, crass or not having compassion, but I just came up under old school church where we just didn't allow everything to turn us away. Like I came from the church where they would sit you down. You can't get sat down now because they'll talk about you on social media. They'll tag you and tell you how much they hate the church and all that kind of stuff because you got sat down and all these kinds of things. I'm just like, uh, I think we're a little sensitive in this generation. That's just me. I think we're a little sensitive. But um, I think that if we try to kind of get to the root of what that church hurt is, is it truly church hurt? Or are you dealing with your own stuff and you wear your feelings on your sleeves? Like which one? Were you really truly offended and truly wrong? Or were you just a little bit touchy at the moment? I think we kind of got to differentiate the two before we blame okay. everything on church hurt. That's just me. Okay. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, no, this is, you know, this is a, um, um, I, I wanted to um, bring to attention um, 
you know, um, Larry Reed shared today, and I, I shared it on my post. Um, there was a pastor um, out of Texas um, that is allegations that were brought forth um, that he was sexually inappropriate um, with with several young men in in church. And I also got actually surprisingly afterwards got some messages um, from from people afterwards from the conversation. Um, and one in particular, a friend of mine brought up was the abuse of power, right? Mm. So, so yeah, people see, that's just different. So, so my question is though, and I think the conversation we I, were having, I, I, I want to put this out here because Brianna said something perfect that goes with what we're saying. I think church hurt needs to be defined. Agreed. I, Agreed. I was just going to say that I think a lot of people struggle with, well, what is the church and, and what is the hurt? Um, but I go, I guess, where my point of view and, and going into the conversation is really, should the church be held accountable? Like, where do we come in as the church and being dismissive or not being dismissive of those who were hurt? Because to me, pain is pain. So if someone says that they are pained, I don't want to be dismissive of that, that pain. Or, or even that offense. And I even go a step further. I think sometimes in church, we've been so desensitized and not recognizing that some of that being sit down and some of that being um, corrected, mm -hmm. I don't know if that was always the, the best way. Now I'm gonna get, now I'm probably gonna get backlash for it because as, as a black person in the black community, I look back at growing up and at the time, yes, I used to get whoopings. But as an adult, I can look back and go, I don't think all of those, as a matter of fact, I'm like, I don't think those whoopings were necessary. I think I could have been handled differently. Mm -hmm. So to come back to church hurt, um, it, are we being dismissive? Are we just kind of going like, oh, well, you just need to grow some, some tough well, skin. So, mm. Well, I want to add on to that. There's a lot of people that are not... Uh, how can I say, not really going through anything that's really overshadowing the people that's going through things. So it's kind of it's kind of like there's a lot of people that are, um, how can I say, there's a lot of people that's crying wolf when there's really people out there that's like really hurt from mm -hmm. organization, while there's some people out there that just was mad that you said something the wrong way. They could say, well, I don't like how DW said on the show this, so I'm not even going to watch his show no more. And you'd be like, is that really because you hurt because of what I said or is it right. because, you know, because and then there's the person that really, let's say, you know, somebody did something to somebody. You know what I'm saying? So it's like where it goes back to that defining that thin, that not even a thin line, just really defining and understanding. But this concept goes for so long. That's the reason why I brought it back up and we're running it back into the into we're going to go into an interview with it. But um, I just wanted to see what is the solution? Because I see so many people hurting. There's real people out there hurting. There's a lot of people with abuse of a power. You know, just the you know, it's not just pastors. There's choir directors. There's there's ushers. There's there's deacons. There's all kind of people that get a little bit of power. And there's people that's getting hurt in these situations. But I just want as as I'm always a person that want to find a solution and not just kind of talk to it because I could identify 
with people's pain all day, but I'm not going to be blinded by just identifying with them and not trying to find a solution because that's still, if you identify with it, yeah, you identify there is a problem, but if you're not trying to find a solution, then you're not getting anything done. You're just sitting there being part of the problem too. Yeah. I see you pain, but you're not standing up for somebody. You, I see your pain, but I'm not saying something or I'm not trying to make it better. You know, I'm just saying, yeah, I feel you. Then it becomes a big pity party where a lot of us that not even affected will get affected and get all in emotions and not do a uh, action. Mm-hmm. We would just get mad. And it because it's we're empathic. If you have realized so many people are empathic. If you see somebody, cry, why did Jesus wept? Because he saw his mother crying. He mm-hmm. felt that. That's the same thing with this situation. And that's why I say sometimes it gets overshadowed because there's some people that that doing it for attention there's some people that's actually really hurt and that's where we got to get back to the root of of trying to help those people that are really hurt that need the help so that it's not being overshadowed by some people that are just doing it so that they could just say i had a reason to say i didn't like them in the first place and you know welcome to the show melissa i know you're excited Wanted to add a little something to that if I could. absolutely go ahead. I think that after identifying that there is hurt there, I think the next step is to confront it. In my opinion, I feel like people experience church hurt. Now, the example that you gave with that pastor who I think he was sexually abusing young men, yeah, yeah, that is yeah. another level. That's not just you didn't let me sing lead on the praise team, so now I'm mad. No, that's mm-hmm. that's something else. That's straight up abuse, and he needs to be in jail. Period. Point mm-hmm. blank. If he did that, go to prison. That's how I feel about that. Anyway, but I, I think I, you have to confront it and be yeah. honest and say with the person that you feel like hurt you. I don't care who it is. The pastor, the first lady, the, the choir director, the head usher, security, whatever it is. If, if it's affecting you that deeply, where you're considering not returning to church, or you're or you're um, contemplating, you know, just being bitter toward that person or, or toward church. Period. You need to confront it. Don't just be mad about something and nobody knows why you're mad. That's what kind of upsets me with people. Well, I didn't know you were mad. I just know you stopped speaking to me and you stopped coming. I don't know what happened. You didn't tell me anything. So my, I feel like we need to verbalize it, confront it, discuss it, and see where we can go from there. Because you never know what the other person was thinking. You feel like they hurt you or they, they overlooked you. And their mind probably was somewhere else. They probably weren't even thinking about you. Something else they were dealing with. So I think it's worth conversation before we fly off the handle and say, I'm done with church and I'm and, and I'm bitter and I'm angry and I'm not going to deal with it anymore. Yeah, I, I was just going to just to add on to that and just to, to segue even into to your ministry on um, the conclusion that I'm coming to with with many of these topics that we have a continuous conversation of is that people just want to be heard. Mm-hmm. Did you hear me? You know, and if you think about the ministry of Jesus, Jesus heard a lot of people that that other people weren't hearing if we think of the woman with the issue of blood she just what she wanted a healing and she wanted to be heard do you see that i'm in pain you know Mm -hmm. because it's like after we confront after that person goes to jail right that person is still sitting with that pain that person is still sitting with that feeling and oftentimes people just want to know do you hear me Mm -hmm. do you see me do you acknowledge that I am in pain. And so even if it's, you didn't get the solo or if it's the abuse of power, I think a lot of times where we fail in ministry is, did you hear me? 
Do you so hear I'll, what I'm feeling? You know what I'm saying? saying? So if I hear you right, you're saying com- there's lack of communication. I agree 100%. Yeah, yeah because, because we do a lot of talking. Because I feel like, uh, like, give you a perfect example. What, 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 what does most church people say? We say this. Oh, I, I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored, right? How you doing today? How you doing this morning? I'm blessed and highly favored. This is somebody could have just came out of their house, just got beat, <laughs> just went through something, and we don't communicate well. You know what I'm saying? Right. We don't get to the point of saying how we truly are because we wear this mask. We yes. think that we can't talk. We think we can't speak out on things that is bad. We think that all this stuff is, and a lot of people are scared of confrontation. Let's just be, mm-hmm. let's be real. So a lot of people are scared of confrontation when it comes down to of like, that's wrong. I did not like that. I didn't see anything that was going to, um, what can I say? I didn't, I didn't I didn't see how that was beneficial to talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a Peter all my life. So I, I can't identify that because I didn't care if he was pastor, bishop, Don, magic wand. I don't care who you was. If you did something that I felt like was wrong in my presence of somebody or me, I was going to say something about it. That's but everybody's right. not me. And it just comes down to just communication and knowing that it's okay to speak up. For yourself yes, and up. not let somebody because there is church bullies, let's be real. Yeah. A very long time. And it but it's just one thing is are you gonna stop going to church and stop having a relationship with God mm-hmm. for for people that you know is sick and ain't right in their head anyway? Mm-hmm. And there's and I'm gonna say this too. I'm gonna have to say this, I might get back for last week. There's some people in church that's gonna go to hell. So, okay, wait view. a minute. Hold on. Going hold straight. on. Wait a minute. Hold on, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We, we, can't, we can't. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> so, <laughs> hell is a portion. Is that what you're saying? Hell is a so, portion. So, so no. I'm gonna so just, just have to say it because a lot of people think that everybody in church is saved and their lifestyle and what they speak. <laughs> It's two different. Not, it's they're not. They're not the same thing. We and want people to go to heaven, though. I'm. I'm. I'm we, rooting yeah, for the people to hey, go to heaven. We want them to we go to heaven, it. but everybody ain't going. That's we know that. Because at because at, at at the end of the day, we have to realize that there's people in it. the devil know the word better not than a lot people. going to hell, Kevin. A lot of them are going. To, hold on, wait a minute. Hold there's, on. I'm rooting for the people to get to heaven. So I want everybody to go to heaven, but is it realistically? Is and wait, realistic? here's the thing. A lot of them, a lot of people that we expect to see, that we think are going to hell, will be in heaven. And, oh. the, ones that, and the ones that we think are on the, uh, that should be in on heaven. On the cloud, in already on the take all the shoes. Okay. <laughs> because I you got to look at it. This is going. <laughs> so, because you got this is all right. Everybody's scared to talk about this, and I don't understand why this is a scared topic to talk about. Everybody ain't really going to show what they do for God, honestly. So they don't have to have a platform. So there's some people out there you would think, oh, that person ain't saved, that person ain't this and that, and you don't know what they're doing for God. But then there's some people that's right in your face. Right. That is saying they going to heaven and doing all these things and is the biggest way. sinner ever and won't forgive and holding grudges mm-hmm. and doing all this. Won't even let God in because mm-hmm. at, at, at this time, it's just about them. 
They can't even focus about ministry. And I think a lot of preachers, when you start talking about, you know, it ain't about prosperity. It's about forgiveness. Because if you can't forgive, how do you expect Jesus to forgive you? That's right. Money can't do nothing (laughs) for you if you can't forgive. Because that's what that was mandated. That was mandated. That's right. How how can you expect Jesus to forgive you if you can't forgive your brother? It's not going to work. It it don't work that way. You can't. Say it's it's like what we've came up in our culture. Do what I say, don't do what I do. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to get to a point where you truly true about what you're talking about, true about your walk, true about a lot of things that you're going through. Because God ain't dealing with a fake you. God Absolutely. see you. Absolutely. That all the you, the smoking weed you, the drinking you, the club you—he uh, see all. Of, he made heaven and hell. There is no place that is a secret to him. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like we gotta get to a point where you have to start learning how to forgive yourself. That's start right. learning how to forgive others because that is the biggest key that he wanted us to really remember. Because you can't love thy neighbor as you love thyself if you can't forgive your neighbor. Because you're right. still holding that resentment, you still have, right. holding that animosity, or let's do that new that new phrase that they say nowadays. You know, with that passive aggressive, I'm gonna cut you off. Oh yeah, I'm still mad at you though. I'm still not gonna deal with you, but I'm mad every time I hear your name. Uh-huh. I'm mad every time I scroll down the Instagram, or Facebook, and see your picture because you still haven't solved it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And when you and. and when it says don't go to bed angry, that was really serious because if you let that fester into you, that spirit will turn into hatred. That's so true. That's so true. My dad has been talking about that lately. He's been talking about love. Obviously, you know, February, a lot of people talk about love. But he's talking about that too, about not allowing bitterness to take root in your heart because of an offense that has been caused by someone. So you got something going on with somebody and it could be over, it could be years, but you still feeling crazy. Every time, like you say, you hear their name or you see them on social media, you see them in person, you say, you got to get that out. You got to get rid of that. That ain't going to work. It's true. And my thing is, I'm not going to let nobody take a residence in my brain and in my heart like that. You don't even get that kind of, uh-uh. Let me put it real. Most people that offended you ain't even worried about you after they don't did. Don't And we stress, I sat there and thought about that. I make a mental prison about somebody that's in their bed chilling. Watching the first 48 ain't thinking about me, ain't sad about me, ain't nothing. I said, why am I letting them have this power over me? And and I'm going to tell you this, and and I just learned this because of COVID, because I had a lot of time to think about why am I letting people get me irritated? Why am I letting people get me to that point where it's really not beat me presenting me? I can't even give my full me to my family because I'm mad at you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't give my full me to my partner because she, me and her are beefing because I'm mad at somebody else and I'm taking it out on her. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's like we are, get to a point where we have to really say what is really important. And, that, and I really think what's most important is peace. God can That's give right. you a peace if you let him handle it. Because I, I could tell you, it's amazing. It's amazing how it happens. But when you really think about this, when you pray for somebody, and they did you wrong, and you give it to God, mm-hmm. even though you feel like, I don't even feel like nothing happened. First of all, God will get to a point where that person will not be able to sleep or go even in a good rest until they solve it with you. Say and that. I'm saying it because I've seen it personally. Say I that. stopped the anger 
I stopped the animosity. I stopped all this thing. I said, God, I need you to be able to just handle this person because I can't do it no more. I'm I'm tearing myself down. Uh-huh. Stress is real. <laughs> Stress, it will be your number one killer. And I really feel like if you really just give it to God and really give it to God. Now, don't uh-huh. kind of put your fingers crossed behind your back. Give that to God. You can truly find a peace that you're not going to let nobody take from you. That's right. And let me just add to that. We have to be okay with not getting an apology too, because some people look, will just not look. repent. Some yeah. people just go, you know, like you said, they eating uh, popcorn and they been watching Netflix and chilling, ain't thinking about you. And you got to be okay with that too. Like, you know what? It's okay, sis. It's okay, bro. I'm good. I'm going to live my life and love God and love people. I ain't even gonna trip over that no more because it's not doing nothing but poisoning you, and we don't have time for that. Yeah, and you gonna borrow time. I, I I live by this saying. I got this from my cousin: "He who angers you controls you." So true. Mm. That's know. just like sports. Think about it. Yeah. If I get too mad, you're not thinking logically. I, right. I, I'm a football coach. I used to tell them, get them so angry, talk about their mama, talk about everybody, and see all that technique. We went against the top school, but it didn't matter how much technique they had because they got in their head. Mm-hmm. Most people are just trying to get in your head to control you because right. it, misery loves company. If I mm-hmm. get you mad, then at least I feel better about myself. That's right. That's, that's really some people's mindset. And it's not it's and it don't even got, and let me tell you the truth, and this goes back into what we were just talking about earlier. It don't even got nothing to do with church. It got to do with the person because there's a lot of people not acting church-like outside the place either, but they wear the banner and it's like wolf and sheep clothing. Mm-hmm. We got to start realizing and identifying true saints or not, because a lot of times we've been kind of pacifying this whole, you know, oh, that, well, he, he's a cool dude, but then letting things slide. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's Really, you got to really look at it. There's, it's gonna come a day where there'll be a shift where God is gonna show who le- who is truly serving Him and who's not. And we're gonna I mean, be the very surprised. Is, the shift is taking place right now. Sure. In my opinion. it's already happening, but there's gonna be even such a bigger shift because there's yeah. some, there's some, how can you say, some remnant or residue of before COVID still going. That people are still trying to hold. That's still trying to hold on, Mm -hmm. and God's truly going to wipe it because there's going to. Let's be real. This new generation don't care about how old tradition was, like how we grew up. The new generation want to know how can I get help? What's going to fix this situation I'm in? They they have so much knowledge. It's not like back in the day when you just trust everything the Bible said in the the past. They read it for themselves. Mm -hmm. They Google it. They could find out everything about it. And it gets to a point where sometimes some people do get overcome with um, information that they don't know what to believe. But it's still the whole point of they're going to need people that could come with the times and guide them and have a sincere heart and have a heart for the people. So no matter what comes their way, they deal with the people in a loving manner. Because it's like my mentor said, God rest his soul, um, Pastor M.T. Thompson. He said, it's all about compassion, which is first. But principle. If you don't that if you not if you don't got those two and you're trying to preach, <laughs> you ain't doing it right. It's mm. all about compassion because no matter what you're going through, I'm not gonna preach to nobody if I'm not showing no love to them because That's they're right. not gonna listen to me anyway. That's right. And and, and watch how I segue this. Um earlier we were talking about communication, and you as a singer, it, it made me think that you know there's a lot of great singers out there. 
but there's not a lot of communicators out mm-hmm. there. Um, for you as someone who's been a singer and, and someone who's ministered around the world and around the country, how important is communication in your ministry? How, you know, how have you, you managed to communicate in your singing and, and how important is that in your ministry? Um, I think communication is so very important from the entire, the beginning of the process, from the process of someone even asking me to come and be a part of their event. My communication from that point on will determine how I am viewed when I go minister. Because Mm. if my communication with them on the back end responding or having my team respond to the emails and my team is nasty in their communication. When I get to that event, they gonna be looking at me like, ugh, like they already tired of me because of the way they were responded to or the way they were communicated with beforehand. So I, I, and I try to tell people that I know who are trying to be artists and things like that. Try to let know it doesn't start at the stage. It starts mm. way before then. It starts when somebody wants to invite you and you answer the email nicely. And you say, I- I'm so thankful to be a part of your event. Sure, is, is it okay if we do this? Is it okay when you don't demand, you don't do things like that? You, you mm-hmm. talk nice to people. My mom always said, you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. So you talk nicely to people. So that part of communication is very important. And then once I reach the stage, sometimes I'm in a place where they they are not um, familiar with the realm of worship, right? So I have to communicate what it is I'm doing. I can't just sing everything all the time. Sometimes I have to tell them, okay, this is why we got to raise our hands. And once you raise your hands, this is what's going to happen. And this is what the Bible says about that. This is what the Bible says about that. And I have to clearly communicate that so that they can receive what it is God wants to do. So communication is 100% necessary in my line of work. I can't just sing all day long. I have to be able to talk to people. And then once I'm done with the stage, I have to communicate with the others that are there. If they want to hug me and shake my hand and talk to me and tell me what, how this ministered to them or tell me their testimony, I got to talk back. And guess what? I'm going to be nice. Mm. I can't just run off the stage and go in my room and wait for my Uber. I have to be nice to everyone that's around me and make sure that I spend time talking and communicating and fellowshipping. I think it's so important to do that as an artist. So I'm a talker. And I, I use it to the best of my ability to, to really show the love of Christ. Well, you know, that, that that's, I want to say, <laughs> I think we was having a conversation about this yesterday on Clubhouse, um, where artists have to realize if you don't have the person, first of all, you're a public figure. All that anti-socialness cannot work as a public figure. If you want to be a singer, if you want to be in the entertainment business or anything, you cannot be antisocial. You cannot sit there and be like, I don't know how to speak to people. I don't like people around me. Having that attitude already shot your career down. You're in the wrong business. (laughs) You're in the wrong business. And there's, whoa, okay. And somebody addressed this too. Just because you see your famous favorite person do it, don't mean you could do it. And it's not good for them either. I'm going to tell you the truth. There's a lot of people um, that will probably get 
you know, blacklisted from radio and, and other stuff when their music comes because how they treated people. Because yes. people, people don't realize you might not see it in the front line. And, you know, a lot of people have a big platform or they've been around. There's some people out there that if you come out and say, will you play this person's new thing or will you put this person's new thing? And this person did them wrong. They'd be like, oh, uh, this one straight. Yes. And, and, and it's Even happening. if it's trash, they'll play it. Just, just. Crash yes. because it's because it, that person has a good product. It's just like um, I think Benita Bellamy said this. She said, you know, even if the product isn't good, but your heart is good. That's right. People will still support you. People right. will still be behind you. But if you can have the best product ever and your heart is wicked, no That's one's right. going to fool with you. Or if they do, they're going to have buyer's remorse because they're going to feel like they got played. That's so true. So independent artists, what she's saying is true. Like, I hope you are listening and upcoming artists that you're listening because when you get invited, you might not get paid all this money. You might not get all these things, but you have to be, be, be personable. You have to actually help. Um, you got to actually be helpful. Shoot, yes. go there and say, well, how can I help you? You know, you want me to take yes. off? You don't act like you ain't never been to church before. Like when you go to a church event, they hire, bring you on. You should be helpful. They should be like, man, I can't wait to have them come back. Not, oh, I'm glad we done with them. And and that's a very big thing. So I just wanted to say that because it's funny you said that. And we were just talking about that yesterday. So yeah, I mean, just to add in and, and tie it all in together, I, I think really like if we talk about communication, if we talk about church hurt, any of those subjects, it's it's kind of like, you know, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But technology, life you know, we're constantly changing and evolving. Mm -hmm. And so what artists of yesteryear did, that may have been okay for them, but right. that's not okay today. Mm -hmm. You know, some of our and, artists, old. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna just add to that. And you not that person. Let's just make it real. There's a lot of people out there. And, and, and I, I have to say this, and this gonna, might save somebody's career for you to really be big. It's hard to say it. I'm not, I don't like ever sound rude, but you brought it up, Pastor Jacob. I know, I have to say it. I know the, the Lord is like sitting there saying, Boy, spit it out. Okay, you gotta stop imitating other artists. Be you. Say it for the ones in the back. You gotta stop imitating other artists. Be you, be your sound because they got the Yolanda Adams, they got the Kurt Franklin, they you. got the Todd Delaney's, they got the Jacqueline Cars, they got all these people already. Be they didn't get there by being somebody else. They so got there the by being them. Here's the thing: can nobody beat you being you? Yeah. Yeah. You you can you you're go, you're gonna all if you try to be Tasha Taz who we love you're gonna always be second best to her, right? Yeah. If you try True. if you try to be Jaquela Carr you're gonna always be second best to her. Be the first and the best you. God, first of all, it is a slap in the face to God to try to take the gift that He gave you and conform it to what He gave somebody else. Wow, that's God like regifting re re something. Re what is it? Rewrapping when you go, somebody give you a gift. Try yeah, you re-gift re a gift and God made it special for you. That's wow. And he made it special for the world. And so now you got souls missing out on what it is God wants to do for them because you're so busy trying to do the Tasha Cobbs. Okay? D leave her be. Let her do her. She is a blessing to the kingdom of God and we love her. But we want what God gave you for us. Amen. Yeah. And if we think about all of those artists, 
Um, you know, I love gospel music and I like to think of myself as, a, as somewhat of a music connoisseur. Um, all of those artists at some point in their career have faced backlash or have faced church hurt or have been have sure. been talked about from the church. You know, Tasha Cobb, when she did a song with Nicki Minaj, mm -hmm. um, you know, you remember Yolanda Adams. There was a period where it was like, is she being too sexy? You mm -hmm. know, Kurt Franklin, are, we, are you being too secular? Um, so... You know, we have to remember all those artists that we look up and emulate, they have gone through their own trials and tribulations. Uh -huh. Lots what I want to know, yeah, lots of them. And what I want to know from you, Melissa, is, is have you gone through those things? Have you faced church hurt? And and if you have, how have you ministered during those times? Um, I mean, I'm a little, oh boy. I'm one of those kind of people where, I kind of don't let things get to me. Okay. Uh, I try not to um, because I just don't like the way it affects me. But there is chatter. Like my mother always says, everybody's not your friend. And, you know, mm -hmm. people smile in your face today. Put like this. They love you. They'll love you today. And they'll hit you tomorrow. They'll be in your inbox today telling you how much you bless them and how much they love your ministry. And, and a week later, they'll be putting a post about you uh, without calling your name. Because they're offended mm. by something you did or something. Just recently, just recently, uh, someone made a post about me on social media about something that I wore. And it was very, um, the post that she made was very misleading. It was not factual. It was just, I guess she just felt like being what she felt like being that day. And I confronted her. See, that's the thing. Church hurt. This one right here. I'm going to ask confront. Yeah. I'm going to get in that inbox. If I got your number, I'm going to call you. I'm going to say, you know, and this is somebody I really don't even know like that. So I was shocked when they put this post up. And when I asked them, I said, is that about me? And they never answered my question. Mm. Yes, yeah, about me. Just just be honest. Mm. And, and I'm just looking at this like, wow, this is what the people of God are doing in the midst of a panorama, in the midst of the panoramic, the pandemic. Come on, panorama, is, the pandemic, panorama, this, all of it. This it's is panorama, pandemic out there. <laughs> this is what we're wasting our time with. And I know that's just a small, you know, something. It really wasn't that, you know, that big of a deal. I handled it, I dealt with it, I moved on. But I know other things are coming. And and my and what my mom, I know I always reference her, but that's my angel. And she always gives me the best advice. When you hear people having chatter about you, she always says, consider the source. Consider the source. Is this a person who may possibly be jealous of you? Is this a person who, who may possibly have the wrong spirit? You have to consider where these things are coming from. And that's kind of what gets me through. Because I remember when they tried to do the whole Yolanda Adam too sexy thing. I'm yeah. like, well, first of all, sis is built. Wear the blue dress. That was my favorite album cover, if you want to be yeah. honest. When she had that blue dress on, yeah. I said, you better work. Okay? I loved it. They tried to kill Erica Campbell when she wore that white dress. I said, well, she looked good in it. Are y'all mad? Because y'all don't look... I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand what the problem is. Again, I say, like my mom said, consider the source. Let that stuff fly off you. You wear people like a loose garment and just do what God has called you to do. That's how I feel. Can I, can I ask a question? Please. Uh, we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago um, when we talked about where gospel music is going. Um, but as we talk about women in gospel music, 
as a as a minister in gospel, mm-hmm. where do you see gospel music going for women? You know, if we're talking about yesteryear of Yolanda Adams and Erica Campbell, and if we look at gospel music now, gospel music now is definitely crossing over into mainstream. Yes. Um, where where do you see it going, and where do you see yourself in it? Um, I do like you like you're saying. I do see it going um, further into mainstream, and I would just admonish. Any artist, period, but since we're talking about female artists, make sure you are palatable to other areas. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you are, you are able to fit in in places where they're not speaking in tongues, but you'll still be able to make an impact. You'll Your personality and what God has given you, you'll still be able to make a mark on those people. And they'll say, I really don't understand all that Jesus stuff, but I'm going to think about it now because of what she said, because she stepped on the stage. And we don't have to be inferior to men. I love I love the brothers, but we don't have to be inferior to them. We can stand on our own two feet and get out there. And if we want to preach, we can preach. If we want to prophesy, we can prophesy. If we want to lay, we can do all of that because it's in us to do. There are a lot of people that don't accept women preachers, but that's your business because guess what? We out here preaching and God is using us. I hate to tell you, but it's happening. So if 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 I would just um I would just say that I see us being able to be in so many arenas and to be on so many stages. I'm talking about I mean we're already there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're already in movies. I mean, I'm not, you know, as, as popular as some of my other um, sisters and brothers in the gospel music industry. Yes. But I've even been in a movie. I mean, over yeah. over the pandemic, I was called to do a movie. I'm like, well, praise the Lord. I'm going to take this gospel wherever I can. My Just as long as you, I mean, I, I don't think I'm going to crack house unless, unless, unless the Lord, you know, give me specific instructions. But I'm saying just, just, just be ready. To, so, to, to minister to whoever. You know can what I saying? say something on that? Yes. It's those places that you said you don't you don't see, that would be the places that God would take you he to. He might send me right to the crack house. And, I, and, and because I, you I'm, never I know. The crack houses still exist like that. I feel like everything's online. A crack house. I think they do, though, in the hood hood. <laughs> okay. In the hood hood, you're going to get you one or two crack houses. You will. Somebody help me out there. Comment. Are, are there did the crack houses still exist out there? Just let me I know. Go. I thought that was a nineties thing, but you know, somebody going, somebody going to take this clip and say, "Brother Daryl was up there talking Talk about crack about houses." Crack- <laughs> 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 so, because uh, I was going to be petty, I was going to quote me on this because it was uh, it was funny. I was going to throw shade because it's funny when you said a lot of people won't accept women preachers, but they could accept a female vice president. It was that that don't make that don't go together. You know, I don't think I, they can I, accept the female vice president right now. We, we're, we're there's a lot of there's a lot of pastors that I, that was out there like we got a woman first lady, but will not let a woman preach in their church. Which is insane. That's insane. That don't make that don't make sense to me. I was like, because can I tell you in the church that I grew up in, the way that the, they were the women were only allowed to go as far as evangelists. That was it. They weren't to be called ministers. They weren't to be called elders. And for sure, it wasn't going to be no pastor. You must be Kojic. Please don't try to be no bishop or nothing like that. That's really out. Kojic? Yeah. Yes. And I mean, we're a little bit more welcoming now. We are. I love you, Kojic people. Y'all know I love you. We go way back. I'm right or die, Kojic. I love y'all, but I, I know my people. We're a little bit more welcoming to it now. But back when I was a kid, it was just like, uh, 
I'm not having it. You know what I'm saying? So, and then once once I got older and I thought about it, I said, but the women are doing the same thing as the men. Like it really don't make a difference. Like it, they both preaching. They both lay hands. They, I mean, when you really wanted to touch, you go to the mothers, right? I mean, them the ones that really had it. Yeah, so it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What I what I want to know is with all of this forwardness and and evolving, what do you think of people who are still like holiness or hell or you know still stuck on no fire preachers, huh? The fire and brimstone preachers. Fire, fire and brimstone. You know, I, I think, you know, for me as someone, and y'all know I talk about my testimony. You'll hear me talk about it. I'm someone who grew up in church, and then I left church for a long time. I didn't want to have anything to do with church, did my drug thing, did my partying thing. And, and coming back to church, my perspective of ministry and my perspective of God's love has uh-huh. grown, grown and, and evolved. So like earlier when we talk about everybody's going to hell, I'm like, well, wait a minute. I know, you know, wait, I, I want, you know, like. My goal- it. You said it misleading. I didn't say everybody going to hell. I said there's a lot of people that you think that's not going to hell. <laughs> that is probably because let's say it right. OK, OK. Everybody, like everybody, everybody was going to in church ain't saved. Even though, because being saved is a lifestyle. That right. is not just I go on Sunday, I shout, I get emotional, right. and then I leave, and then I'm a hellion Monday through Saturday. It's actually bringing a change. What 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 is wisdom? Wisdom is knowledge plus understanding equals wisdom because you're putting application to it. Uh-huh. So it's just like we have to understand if there's people going there and they're not applying nothing that Jesus is t- teaching in their life. How can you get to heaven through him? Yeah, right? and, and yeah, so you know, I was probably adding a little too. I so a you, little too you add a little too. You're gonna have you to have that play in the in the blog talking about. He said everybody going to hell. I didn't say that. I said there's a lot of people that don't go to hell that if they don't get it right and start learning how to forgive and stop uh, letting grudges control their life though and actually start taking it serious because it ain't all about prosperity. We you, you might not never get rich. But so what? Right. Be happy with health. Because and some people we least expect. Right, right, because it's just like you got to think about it. People preach. I, I, I'm not a prosperity preacher, obviously, because I'm, I'm how I'm speaking. But I, I always thought about this. When you when you can't breathe, are you thinking about money? Not at all. You thinking about catching your Ask next the people year. in COVID, in the COVID war. For real. They, there's people in COVID that had millions, but that can't do nothing for you. You guys right. are thinking about what's truly the value of what God is putting in your life. Because yeah. we talk about all this stuff. Think about the person who grind and grind and, and went through all this stuff and then never got to be in this kid's life. And this kid don't want nothing to do with him because he was so worried about the grind and getting some money. That was for somebody. Just, just right. in case you wanted to know that. And it's yeah. just like you, there's so many people that's worried about the standard keeping up with the joneses but don't even know their own personal walk and then they 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 so worried about somebody else that they they slipping let's be real and if like my pastor said if you died today do you know where you're going Uh better be sure i i I think i think what my my question is and and where i'm where, where i am going with it you you are someone who's grown up in church you are someone who's had a career in gospel and really watch, you know, you have, you've had a career where it was 
a different way of doing things in ministry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and now you are still relevant doing things in ministry and watching the change in gospel. Um, I think about people like Daryl Walls, who, who was recently in quote unquote controversy. I think of mm -hmm. other gospel artists who are, you know, who have been caught up in things. What do you think of, of, of gospel music now in ministry now versus yesterday? You know, have some of your thoughts on it changed? Has oh. your approach changed? How you deal with people? Do you I, think we pick and choose? I know I said a lot right there, but you, you get my gist. Yeah, yeah. I think that, well, one difference that I will say, because like like a Patrick J said, everybody who is in church is not saved. Just like everybody mm -hmm. who is a gospel artist who's singing about Jesus is not saved. I mean, that's just that's Preach. just the way that, that's just the way that they it don't is, ever go right? to church on Sunday. You <laughs> see that for me. That's, that's just the way that it is. I mean, but what I can't say is about about old school. They were a little more discreet <laughs> with their stuff. Mm. They were they were a little bit more discreet with you know you know they might not want to live the life they just want to sing but they were a little they kept their stuff kind of out the public eye. Today we just be out here wilding. We just just mm. this social media got us completely crazy. But what I will say is the grace of yesterday is still the grace of today. Oh, that's good. And that and Jesus loves us period. And if we make a decision that we want to live right, he is there waiting with open arms to receive us to, cause he's, he's not, he's more concerned about our soul than he is about our gift. And that's, Amen. that's kind of what, uh, our artists, I think we get so caught up in our job that we forget it's about our soul. You know what I'm saying? Mm. We forget it's about our soul. We'll minister broken and we'll bleed all over the people because you know we have to, this is our way of living. We gotta make that money. We have to do it. Mm. But we don't we don't stop and get and get help mm. and, and allow God to heal our hearts. And 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 there are there are some artists who are not even submitted to a pastor, they're not even submitted to somebody because mm. of church hurt. You know what I'm saying? So I'm mm. gonna go out here and I'm gonna Renegade I'm Christian. I'm sorry. Renegade Christians. <laughs> Wait a minute now. Hold on. That's, that's, too, that's too nice of you to call them a renegade Christian because, you know. Because right. I'm, I'm going to say it like this, because if you're not held accountable, that means you thinking by your own own, own accountability, right? So a lot of, and I'm going to be real. There's some people that's unmentored, uncovered, uh, that's causing a lot of this church hurt. Honestly, there's yeah. people out there going out there. They ain't accountable to nobody but themselves. And they think that they self is the smartest thing mm -hmm. close to God. So and it's just everybody like, needs a covering. You need somebody. No matter what position you. you are, you could be That's the archbishop right. and you still need to have somebody's covering because everything you got to have some. And let's put it right. You can't have a covering isn't a yes person. A covering That's is right. saying, you know what, Pastor Jay, what you did was wrong. But mm -hmm. guess what? I'm here. Let's let's talk through it. Let's see how we could fix these things. You know what? You you need to do this. It might be disagreeing. Like you know, you might not need to do this, or you you might need to hold off for a moment. Those are true coverings. If you don't have that, you could go off the rails because you don't yeah. have no limit. You don't have nobody to tell you. You know, hey, no, no, watch out for this, and and do it in love too. Let's say that too. And some people got a covering, but they ain't doing it in love, and then they just get spiteful. In it. So let's. Yeah. It, it, it comes in love, and it comes with a lot of things. And it was it was an interesting fact. Somebody said they said, "How can a, a somebody be fathered? You know how they say fathered in the ministry? 
I think that's weird. But anyway, um, they say I was fathered in the ministry, but they don't got a good relationship with their own father. That's natural. So you're that not going to understand. Or the person who is supposed to be fathering you doesn't take care of their real kids. That part. So it's, that, it's, it, it comes down sense. to. That part doesn't make sense to me, but I, I do think within the church, you know, I am someone, I did not grow up with my father. God rest my father. So he passed away 2019. He wasn't the greatest father growing up, you know, for all intent purposes, he was terrible. So I think of myself now, it's like, I think of those young people who don't have that father figure. Mm -hmm. And I think the church steps, I, in my opinion, I believe the church is supposed to step in to those places for sure. where there is that yeah. void. So I have but to say I this. do think if you can't father your own children, you shouldn't father somebody else's so, children so in the church. Say say that. That. Say that. I'm going to have to say this. Yes. As being a, a mentor to you, you wouldn't have an issue being fathered by if you were being fathered in ministry because you can take correction. You can take accountability. You can take uh, advice. But there's people that have horrible, you know, horrible mentalities because they still are whole. And it's not even about the whole part of your father was not in your life or not. But if you have animosity towards a father figure, no, no matter if it's your real father or a mentor that's coming after, it's still going to have some type of animosity when it comes down to certain topics and subjects when it's for growth, because growth ain't comfortable. Right. We all yeah. know that growth no, is never going to be comfortable. But but you know what? To go a step further, if you got daddy issues, you know, then 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 how good are you under leadership? You know what I'm saying? If if you mm -hmm. have issues with with and and I as as an adult, mentorship looks different for me. You know what I mean? I'm not looking for someone to take the place of my father. Right. You know, so when we talk about mentorship, when we talk about the spiritual mothers and fathers, you know, I, I think that some of them, when it sounds weird, it's just like, OK, you're literally trying to take on a role of something that that person never had. And you don't know how mm. to be in that position. But mm -hmm. I think when you can look at mentorship, look at spiritual father, spiritual mother, like, you know, for you know, for you, Melissa, you, you have worked with some great artists. Um, some great people in in the ministry, and I think you have to be able to have a level of being able to submit under that authority in order to learn, in order to get better, in order to be corrected, in order to yeah. be, you know, in that space in in ministry. If, if you got that right. issues, if you have an unhealthy relationship, mm -hmm. I don't think you can be successful. And man, you mm -hmm. can speak to that. Um, that is absolutely correct. Um. For those that don't know, I do sing with JJ Harrison and you for praise. I have been for um, many years now. And there is a level of respect that I have to maintain for him. Mm -hmm. um, being that I'm ministering, ministering with him. Um, when he when we're on the road, he is before he even became Pastor JJ, he was the pastor in my mind of JJ Harris and you for praise. So whatever direction he gave, um, I had to submit and, and do whatever it is that he asked us to do. And it was no problem to do that. But like you said, when you have authority issues, 
mm-hmm. already, it becomes difficult for you to submit in any area. People with, that have authority issues and daddy issues, they have they have problems on their jobs. They have problems in church. They have problems in mo- most areas of their lives where they had to listen to someone because they lack that discipline that comes with having authoritative figures in their life that do the right thing. Uh, with namely, you know, fathers. If they have a, you know, a lot of issues with that and being on the road. Well, thank. Well, before I even go into that, thank God I did have my father in my life. He passed when I was thirteen, but you know, God had my uncles and everybody step in, so you know, I was good. So I thank God for that. That was by the grace of God. But because I had that that upbringing, uh, I was able, I didn't have any problems submitting to J.J. Harrison when, we, when we're on the road. And even when we're not, you know, I, res- I respect him completely and totally whatever he says goes. Now, that doesn't mean, not that he ever would, but that doesn't mean that he gets to be disrespectful and I just, you know, I just go with it. He's not like that, but that's, that's not the point I'm making. The point is I'm submitted to his authority. I'm submitted to authority, and I and you can't submit to authority that you don't trust. Mm, that's another thing. That's you're good. trying to sub, you. It's gonna be real hard for you to that's submit true. to somebody that you don't trust their walk. You don't trust their walk with God. How 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 you gonna follow their lead? So that's why it's so easy for me to submit to to uh, JJ Harrison because I know he truly loves the Lord. I know he is walking out right. So when he says go, I'm like, how far? I love these conversations because as as we have uh, singers on the show, what I'm learning and what I love about this is that there's so much more to artists than just getting to to the actual singing part. And I think we take for granted, you know, we just think, you know, people just pick up a, a mic and they just start singing or they say a prayer and they just get up and start ministering. But there's so much underneath it mm-hmm. leading up to and, and so much work behind even getting to the point uh, of singing. Right. And can I can I say something? I'm sorry. Absolutely. I just want to interject something right there. Uh, being that you brought up submission, I, I want people to understand that being submitted to a ministry, to to a pastor, to a leader, whatever, that is your stepping stone to greatness. Mm. You can't skip that. You 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 th- you think you're gonna skip it. You're not gonna get far because you're gonna stumble because you missed the very fundamental step. But being able to submit and to take instruction and to be humble. Oh my God, we are missing that so much. I feel like. In my generation, we're missing that 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 humility and to be able to take instruction and correction and direction from someone else. What because how how you expect people to submit to you when you can't submit to somebody uh-huh. else? That's that's not that doesn't even make pl- uh, plain sense. So well, I think it's very important that we master that, master that 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 level of submission with love, not dominance. Allow somebody to be dominant over you, but you just submit in love as they follow Christ. And a lot of people don't I, think about this. This oh, goes into secular also, just to add in. And, I, you I, know, I something. Mm-hmm. I just want to say before I forget it. I really want to say because I was trying to remember it. I was like, I, oh, don't lose it. The thing I wanted to say, though, is that the way that you follow is going to set the tone of how people follow you. Oh, for sure. Mm. So if you expect people to follow under you, And when you was following behind somebody and you was rebellious, you didn't want to hear nothing, you couldn't follow order, you couldn't be humble, you couldn't be this, you're setting the tone of how you want people to treat you because the way you treat people is the way people will treat you. What you put out there, what you reap, 
is what you uh, what you sow is what you reap. That's, that's right. I think I'm saying it backwards. I don't feel the best today, but I just wanted to put that out there. If as as a minister that I was the armor bearer before, where I have been in those positions, I did my all so that when I got into the line, because before you get into that leadership leadership position, you have to know how it feels to actually be led. Uh-huh not to be leading, but to be led mm-hmm. and to know the rights and wrongs. Yeah. Every leader is not going to have every quality that you want. There's good and bad, you know, eat the meat, spit out the bones. That's right. But the thing that you have to do is you have to at least know that you're setting a tone just for yourself That's so right. that when you get to a position of power, you don't have to deal with, you know, setting the tone of, because people are based off your actions. You know, mm-hmm. if you set the tone, People will follow it, no yeah. good or. And and just to add to that, you know, uh, I love this conversation. But uh, shout out to Bishop McClendon, Clarence McClendon. He he said this a long time ago, and I never forgot it. Many are called, but few are chosen. And we look at that scripture and we think of it one way, but many are called. Everyone's called, but mm-hmm. when you are called, you are called to sin. You are called to sit and learn. You are called to sit and be under someone, you know, mm-hmm. and this cross is not just in gospel, but when you think about a lot of artists, Mariah Carey, Luther Vandross, um, um, even Beyonce, Michael Jackson, oh, yeah. they, they didn't just get up and start singing and leading. Luther right. Vandross was a songwriter and a background singer for yes. a very long time, yeah. sitting and learning. Mariah Carey was a background singer and a songwriter before she was Mariah Carey. And Anita a Baker of- sung in the church. Anita Black Baker sung in the church. Yeah. So, so my point is to tie it back in to, to church. Yes, we are called, but when we are called, that is our time to learn. That is our time to be mentored. That is our time to be corrected. So when it comes time to be chosen, mm-hmm. God says, I called you. Now I'm ready to choose you. Many are called, but few are chosen because everyone that's called, they don't get past the part of being mentored. That's right. You see what I'm saying? They 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 get buck wild. They don't want to listen. They don't want to learn. They don't want to be corrected. And God's like, how can I choose you to lead something if you don't even want to be, if you don't even want to follow? That's right. That's right. Mic drop. So yeah, mic drop on that for sure. That's so true. <laughs> I like that you said that. I received that. Amen. So I, I want to go into your music. Cool. Melissa, you have done lots of music. Like, let's say... Um, you have He Loves Us, where you featured and led on that with J.J. Harrison. You yes. got Not Holding Back. Yes. And then, um, can I speak about those times? How was that being? Because you are literally showing what you we're talking about. Many are called, but few are chosen. You actually sat under. And you didn't come out and be like, it's all about me. I'm in the front. You know, I got to, it's, it's my song. You actually sung. You know, a lot of times people don't understand the power of singing in the background, you know, the power of singing behind somebody without getting the recognition. You know, a lot of people know J.J. Harrison, but a lot of people might not know that you were singing on that song. And you're not the only person because we had Nikita Fox who sung with um, Kirk Carr and his singers. And a lot of people didn't know that she sung certain parts, but everybody know Kirk Carr. So mm-hmm. how is it in that situation? How did you stay humble in that situation? Because a lot of people, they would be like, I'm, I'm tired of this. I want my name in lights and things like that. So how did you stay humble in that situation? 
Um, I think what helped me to stay humble was the fact that it's a few things, few factors. One, I knew my mother would punch me dead in my face. That's number Shout one. Shout out to mama. Shout out to mama. She don't play. <laughs> uh, number two, I was I was just grateful for the opportunity. And I felt like don't mess up a good thing trying to get shine. Your day will come. Whatever yeah. the will of God is for your life, if it is his will for you to be in the front, it's going to happen. God is going to do it. All you got to do is sit back because it's the, the worst thing you can do is be doing the right thing, but you're doing it out of season. Because Ooh. you, but because you have that, again. that was deep. Doing the right thing, but you're doing it out of season because you have put yourself there. You're called to do it. You anointed to do it. God has put the grace on your life, but you out of season. So it just ain't going to be right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to be out of season with mine. And, and I still minister with J.J. Harrison. I have my, my own single out and doing my own thing as a solo artist. But as long as I can be a part of J.J. Harrison Youthful Praise, I will be there because I, I, I make it a point to remember those who remember me. And he has been good to me. He has allowed me to be on stages and to go places that I would have never gone. One one year I was watching the Stellar Awards and I said in my mind as I'm watching it, I said, one day I'm going to sing there. I'm going to sing there one day and just left it alone. And the next year I was on the Stellar Awards opening up the show with J.J. Hairston and Youthful Praise. I've got to remember those who have been good to me. So because he's been so good to me and he doesn't have to, we have a bunch of singers. We have a lot of people. And he doesn't have to take me as many places as he does. He doesn't have to include me on his on the records as at like he does. But because he has been good to me, I have to honor him with humility. I have to honor him by pushing him and by supporting him, even when I'm not singing. You know what I'm saying? I post mm. his stuff. I share his even the stuff that I'm not a part of because it's not about that. It's about honoring the man that helped me forever. I want to call you gospel royalty. Oh no! Like the, no. you know, I mean, I and and I say that, and you know, I think a lot of times we take for granted the wonderful singers who have supported the names that we know: JJ mm -hmm. Harrison, Hezekiah Walker, mm -hmm. so forth and so on. And you are someone, you know, I'm just reading your bio and getting to know your artistry. Like, I'm like, oh, wow, okay, I didn't know that. Oh, wow, okay, I didn't know that. You know, we we have a lot of, like, gospel royalty. You know, like, you have sung with the, the greatest, and you have maintained uh, relationships with them. Like you said, JJ still takes you around, and he doesn't have to because mm -hmm. there's so many other singers. Why do you think he, you know, he... he he takes you around outside of you just singing your your entire face off like you can sing, you know. Um, but again, you said there's a lot of singers. So yeah. why do why do you think that is that you maintain those healthy relationships where it's like you know what I I want her. I know I could have that person, but I want her. I think it's because of what you just said, relationship, um, and loyalty. Um, and I'm mm. not talking about loyalty to a fault. I'm talking about um, just having that put, put like this, knowing I, it feels, but I would rather deal with someone who may not have all of the bells and whistles and the tricks, but their heart is right. Okay. Cause that's what's important. 
And I'm not saying as a, as a professional singer, yeah, you need to know how to sing. You need to know how to hold your note and work it and do whatever God's giving you with excellence. But there's something about a person who may not be able to do all the tricks and the discs with their voice, but when they open up their mouth, the power of God can be felt. And I know that I'm not the most fancy singer. And this is not, I'm not saying this in boast. I'm boasting. I'm not saying this like, you know, all that. But I, one thing I do have, and that's a heart for God. I'm, and I know for sure, when I open up my mouth, something is going to happen. And it's not because I'm so wonderful, but it's because I spent time in prayer when nobody was looking. Wow. It's because I'm in the word when nobody's watching me. It's because I don't wait till I get on the stage to perform. I've been talking to God all week and not about what I'm doing here. I've been talking to God just to be talking to him. Well, well so one of the listeners just said, you know, you're gospel royalty because you have a sweet spirit. Oh, thank you. And it, 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 it is felt throughout the airwaves. I just want you to know that you, you. you are truly an amazing human being. Thank you. Don't. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> you know I like those crying moments, don't you? Know, I will. I, I will over you. Is, is definitely the, the 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 king of the crying moments. I, well, yes, I, I'm a crybaby too. But but you know, you know, there's there's something to be said about relationship and what you just right. said. Like I was just talking to God just to talk to him. That part, that, that's what I do. You know, or I'm nervous. You know, I think one thing that stuck out to me what you said was loyalty, loyalty to the people that's helping you. Not, and see, that seems like a dying breed if you really look at it, because a lot of people will use you to get where they're going, but forget about you once they finally get to the platform. See, a lot of things is loyalty means that you really rocking for those people that are for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's just staying for those people, you know. And I know we all had those situations where you thought somebody should have been loyal to you because you was riding down, you used your credit, you didn't gave them bus rides and car rides and everything else. And they, as soon as it got rough, when they couldn't do the same thing for you. That's right. So I think that was big. That's that's that, and I think that's what's unique because everybody could show love in a certain moment, but can you be loyal to that person and really ride for them no matter what the season yes. is? Broke, rich, happy, mad. Even if I'm mad at somebody, if I'm if I'm if I really ride with you, you you good. I you you, you still irritate me, but you good. All right. Well, how can I help? You know, those that's a very important thing because it's just like nowadays who who's people really riding for? You know, that's because I think DW said it. How many big artists are really, um, what's the face, really mentoring the, the new generation? We did talk about that. Yeah. You know, because you know, it, it, it goes hand in hand that's because I, I, I wouldn't mentor nobody if I just know that you're just using me for my clout or using yeah. me for my platform. Right. So it's, it, it's, it's to play both sides. Yes, there's some people that don't know how to get out the limelight because they just don't want nobody to show them out. Because a lot of times it's kind of like a Saul moment. You know, Saul didn't want David to be king, but it came to a time where the transition going to happen if you like it or not. But then there's the time where there's people where it's just like you, you can't even be faithful to come into our phone calls every Tuesday. You can't even make sure that you are here for me to mentor you, for me to actually help you before even getting in the limelight. Think about what you'll do in the limelight if you don't got the discipline now. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's so true. Stuff. 
and and I, I I know it's three hours ahead. You, um, but but what I want to ask, um, I know Pastor Jay, you're going to be closing soon. Um, but earlier you said you were sitting on the couch and you were looking at the Stellar Awards, and you said, you know, I want to sing there. And the next year you were there. Yep. Right now you are an anointed radio network. Where do you see yourself next year? What is one thing that's just someone would say that's crazy, but what can you see yourself doing? What do you desire this year or going into 2022? Uh, you know, what I've always wanted, what I've always wanted, um, and I don't know if it'll happen by 2022, you know, with COVID and everything, but what I've always wanted is to be in a stadium. I'm talking about a football stadium size full of people in the open air and everybody is worshiping. And I want to be a part of facilitating that and helping mm. people find that place in God and the glory of God fill that fill that stadium so that nobody has to lay hands on anybody, but people are getting healed, people are getting delivered, people are getting set free. I mean, God is just working miracles all through, just all throughout the place. That's where it's gonna happen. That's where I see myself just being on a stage with my team and just and just ministering and just allowing the Holy Spirit to impact. Uh, tens of thousands at once. That's what I can't wait for. For his glory, no glory of my own, but just so that people, I just love to watch people experience God. I just love it. I get a kick out of it. Um, um, I was just going to tell this this story real, real quickly. I was uh, filling in for someone. She worked at a Baptist church with a, a majority old people, older people there, seasoned saints. And I was just filling in for her while she was overseas. And my ministry is worship. So I said, well, Lord, they brought me here. So I'm just going to be myself. So I said, I'm going to teach these 70 and up people how to worship. Now, these are people singing from the hymnals. They could barely sing. So I said, well, I'm just going to do what I can do. And I taught, I just very simply explained a few things about worship. And I started to sing as the deer. And when I watched the tears fall from these senior citizens' eyes who had, I know, had never experienced anything like that. I said, God, I know this is what I'm called to do. So I just want that experience with a stadium full of folk giving God the glory. I can't wait. I know God's going to do it. I know he's going to do it. So with that being said, I just have to say this. We're going to just speak it and declare and decree that your new single, which we're going to so start talking about. Yes, it's so shall going it be. To be. It's going to be that door opener for you. So go ahead and tell us a little background about that before we close. All right. My song is called I Owe It All. And this song, it is my first single. And this song came from a place. Um, well, I'll tell you how I feel when I ministered this song. I suffer with infertility. And it took my husband and I a few years to not even get pregnant, but to stay pregnant. Um, I suffered miscarriage after miscarriage and i could not understand why god wouldn't let the worship leader have a baby i couldn't understand it I, i'm faithful i'm not perfect god but i'm faithful i, I try to do what you're asking to do why won't you just allow me to carry this child and i have to say that god came in like he said he would he promised me in six months it was in the month of august in 2015 
2016, he said, in six months, I'm going to give you a miracle. And he did not lie. It was exactly six months. And I conceived my child who was three years old today. Her name is Jade. And she is my miracle baby. So when I say I literally owe God everything because he is a promise keeper. He is a way maker. He is my all. I can't think of one thing in my life where God has not stepped in. So I literally owe him all. And that's just my heart's cry. And I hope wow. it blesses everyone that hears it. Yeah. So before we close out and, and play that, I have to say thank you, Miss Melissa, thank for coming you. on. Thank you for letting and me talk to you guys. I love we you. really appreciate you coming on. You're you're definitely a saint that gotta keep coming to the show. So you're gonna be a regular. Just know when I when I hit you up, if you're not touring, I need you on the show, especially because yes. I know you got some singles and some more stuff coming out. And we didn't even get to talk about the movie. So we're gonna hold that till next time you come on to it yes. because I know there's a lot of great things coming in um coming your way and it's, it's just manifesting so we we definitely can't wait to have you back on the show so we could talk some more shoot i know dw on mondays would probably even probably hit you up and be like hey can you come on monday you know he'd be having his topic yes pinky so, i love clubhouse so oh yeah i forgot and we got clubhouse i was yeah, talking clubhouse. about real show yeah, so all of it, all of it, but she's saved for real, for real. She got the real Holy Ghost. She, she's a real one. <laughs> right. Because you know what's on the street. Right. You know, we know the real one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's real. So um, with that being said, I want everybody to know, make sure you download the Anointed Radio app where you can be able to hear all um, gospel. Las Vegas is number one gospel station. Make sure you follow us at LV Anointed Radio on all social media platforms. And make sure you go get I own it all. Yes. Had to be and please follow me on social media. And, and where can I follow you? Bethia. Follow me on Instagram at I am Melissa Bethia. I'm a, I'm a good time. I'm a riot. So follow me. Yes. And she's on Clubhouse too. Yes, Melissa so follow, on Clubhouse. Yes. And follow her on Clubhouse. Make sure that you guys um Follow us on podcasts. You can eat. Even if you missed the beginning of this, it's okay. It's on Facebook. But if you want to listen to it while you're in the car and all that good stuff, just know that you could go to the podcast and you could go to everything else um, that's in podcasts but title because Jay-Z be hating. Hey, yes. Yep. I'm going to pray for him. Yeah. I was just speak and pray over pray over his life that he will one day accept anointed radio into, um, into you know, uh, the whole world of title, you know, the title ministry needs to accept the doctrine of anointed radio so we could be able to change life in the secular world. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, uh, much love, everybody. We're going to go ahead and play her song and close out and Amen. we will see you guys next week. Peace. Bye. Thank you. Bye. All of my praise, all of my life I owe to you. All of my worship, all of my praise, all of my life I owe to you. Jesus, 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 I owe it all to you.